Hi there. You're listening to the Paralegals on Fire podcast show, where you'll be getting tips and actionable strategies that you can use right now to fast track your paralegal career. I'm your host, Ann Pearson, former paralegal and paralegal manager who left big law in the concrete jungle to start my own company, the Paralegal Bootcamp, where we give online courses that help paralegals make more money, increase their job security, and cut out the learning curve. All right, let's jump right into today's episode. It's time for another Q&A episode. I've been doing one of these each month on different topics from litigation, job searches and interviews and e-discovery. But this month, I'm going to change things up just a little bit, mostly because the questions I received were all very similar. And essentially, they were all asking if I had any tips for someone just starting out as a litigation paralegal. And I also realized if we give this episode the title litigation Q&A and that's it, then you don't really know what the topics are going to be discussed inside the episode and whether or not it's something that you want to take the time to listen to. And if you've been following me in the paralegal boot camp for any amount of time, you know, I can appreciate that you are busy and you don't have time to waste. Hence the name paralegal boot camp. Whether it's an online course or training program, a video on YouTube or a podcast episode. My mission is to give you as much information as possible to help you fast track your paralegal career. No one has time anymore to go sit at an all-day conference to walk away with a few tips. And then when you show up at the office the next day, no one did your work for you yesterday while you were at that conference. So now you have to figure out how to get 16 hours worth of work done in eight hours. I get it. I was there. Anyway, I realized if we just title our monthly Q&As as a litigation Q&A or a job search Q&A, you'll have no idea what the topic is about unless you go to the show notes or the episode page. But if you're like me, maybe you're just coming in from your phone's podcast app. This episode is our litigation Q&A, but it's going to be focused on tips for new litigation paralegals. Now, that being said, even if you're not brand new to litigation, You might not want to just skip past this episode because I'm going to be doing something a little different than me just answering your question on whether or not I have tips. I thought instead of just giving my tips, I can pull from the knowledge and experience of other paralegals who shared their tips with me. A while back, I did a blog post on 50 tips for paralegals, and they all came from other paralegals who were kind enough to respond to a request to help out the next generation of paralegals. The request wasn't specific to litigation. The responses that we received included everything from time management, communication skills, playing well with others, and yes, some were specific to litigation. So I thought in response to the litigation questions that I received asking for tips, I would share other paralegal tips with you and then elaborate a little on them. I'll read them to you exactly as written with their names if they submitted it with a name. The survey that we sent out to them said they could include their name or leave an anonymous tip. So if one of these is your tip and you didn't include your name, I still want to give a shout out to you because you know what I always say, I end every episode with it. Share the knowledge and the entire paralegal profession elevates. Okay, here we go. Tip number one is from Ebony Siggers. The tip is, It is critical to stay up to date on court document 
filing requirements because they change the formats often. Thank you, Ebony. I can't agree more. In fact, the paralegals who are enrolled in our litigation boot camp will tell you that they're probably sick of hearing me say, check the rules before I jump into a section on a particular topic. The reason I repeat it so many times is that I was lucky enough to have my first attorney teach me that lesson. I'll never forget walking into his office with a draft motion or notice or something, and I asked a question about it. He responded, I don't know, Anne, what do the rules say? And I said, I don't know the rules off the top of my head. And he said, well, I do, but I still always check the rules because you never know if what you memorized has changed since then. So go read the rules and then let's talk. Now, that was back when we only had a printed version of the court rules. I couldn't just look it up on the court's website. So thanks again, Ebony. Great advice. Whether it's checking with the court filing requirements or making sure that your filing complies with the rules, check to make sure that nothing has changed since you last filed with that court. The next paralegal tip doesn't have a name, but thank you to the paralegal who sent this in. Tip number two is use technology to your full advantage. If you're in litigation, know LexisNexis and Westlaw like the back of your hand. Whatever technology is applicable to your practice area, know it better than anyone else on your team. I'll add a quote here that I use in my seven habits of the indispensable paralegal. It's from Stuart Brand. He said, once a new technology rolls over you, if you're not part of the steamroller, you're part of the road. In other words, you don't want to be crushed by technology. You want to be on top of it. You want to be on top of the steamroller or it will crush you. If you don't believe me, ask any litigation paralegal with 30 or more years of experience who didn't embrace e-discovery technology when it first started coming out in the late 90s, or at least if they didn't eventually embrace it by the 2000s. I remember some comments back then in the 90s like, I prefer to work with paper. I'll let the others handle the tech. The problem is then you're limiting what kinds of cases you can work on and what kind of firms you can work for. That's why you learn the technology early on instead of fighting it and thinking that it's just some hot trend that's going to go away. All right, next up, tip number three comes from Victoria Ellsworth, who said, Microsoft Excel is your friend. If you don't know it already, learn how to use it. If you're already familiar with it, become an expert. From tracking time and expenses on a client matter to tracking pleadings, discovery, and deadlines, it will help you stay organized and present your data in an efficient way. All right. Thank you, Victoria. I'll add that even though technically this tip could apply to all practice areas, I included it in this litigation Q&A topic for new litigation paralegals because I think it's so important to grasp early in your career. And because I know from the paralegals who sent in those questions that a couple of them are working at smaller firms. Not that you don't have to know Microsoft Excel at any firm, but I think it's 10 times as important if you're at a smaller firm that doesn't have expensive case management software that's going to help you manage your litigation cases. Next up is from someone who didn't leave their name. Tip number four, start putting together your trial notebook as soon as the complaint comes in. You can add to it throughout the discovery phase and use it throughout the life of the case, even if the case doesn't end up going to trial. I'm going to give a big shout out to that with a double yes, 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 triple yes, even. I couldn't agree more. 
For this one, instead of elaborating further, though, I'm going to send you to the blog post I did on preparing a trial notebook. It's got a whole table of contents in there. The link's going to be in the show notes, or just Google the words paralegal trial notebook, and it's going to be your first result from Google. But don't leave yet and go read that because this next tip follows up on that one. And while the tip itself is not specific to litigation, I know it comes from a litigation paralegal. How do I know that? Because she was one of my first new hires when I became a paralegal manager. And that was back in 2004 when I took that management position. So I know she's been a litigation paralegal for at least 18 years. But it's not just her years of experience that matter here. It's that I know firsthand she is a rock star paralegal. She was back then. And I left the firm in 2010, so I can only imagine what she's capable of now. So tip number five comes from Laura Neubauer. She wrote, always begin with the end result in mind, taking time to weigh out the best and most efficient way to accomplish something the attorney is asking for, oftentimes yields a healthy discussion and possibly even changes what the attorney thought he or she wanted. This also helps boost confidence in your skill set and shows an attorney you are invested in a good work product, which ultimately makes them look good. Great advice, Laura. Thank you. I'll add something to that. If you're new to the podcast and haven't listened to episode 28, it was just a few episodes back when I talked about having the confidence to speak up when things are going wrong and remembering that your attorneys are viewing things from a different perspective. They're not thinking about the details of how things are organized. And so what Laura says there, while you may be thinking you have to do the project exactly as the attorney said to do it, most attorneys want you to think outside the box. Most attorneys want you to offer solutions that might be a better way of doing something. All right, so let me summarize and list those tips out for you. One. It's critical to stay up to date on court document filing requirements. Two, use technology to your full advantage. Whatever technology is applicable to your practice area, know it better than anyone else on your team. Three, Microsoft Excel is your friend. Become an expert. Four, start putting together your trial notebook as soon as the complaint comes in. And five, always begin with the end result in mind taking time to weigh out the best and most efficient way to accomplish something. Okay, and don't forget, our litigation masterclass is coming up. You can reserve your seat at paralegal-bootcamp.com forward slash masterclass. All right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, hit the subscribe button in whatever platform you're listening. And please take a quick minute and leave a review of the podcast and share this episode with just one colleague or friend who you think would benefit from what we discussed today. Share the knowledge and the entire paralegal profession elevates. See you next week. Bye for now.